Y'all, in just a few weeks, it is Easter Sunday. Come on. Ah. Here's why we celebrate, man. We love Easter, and it's not just because we get to fill the room four separate times. We love Easter because, y'all, I don't know if you realize it, but I've been to the tomb three times in Israel, and he still ain't in there. He is up, and he is living. Come on, somebody that deserves some celebration. We want to celebrate the risen king on Easter. We got four experiences right here in Columbia that we want you to be a part of. Invite your friends, invite your family uh, to be here on Saturday at 6 p.m. or one of our three normal experience times on Sunday morning. We want to pack the house. The most important thing you can do when you bring somebody is be in the room with them. So whatever service they're coming to, be there. And, uh, man, we're excited. I'm ready to see what's going to happen. And in Florence, we're coming to celebrate with you on Good Friday at 7 p.m. We're going to have a live worship experience there with a packed house. And so we're we're pumped, man. We're pumped for Easter Sunday. It's going to be great. You can get your invite cards on the way out and invite people all week long. We want to pack the house and watch God change, change lives. So we've been in this series called There's More. There's More because we're just kind of at this place as people. And as a church to where we're just kind of tired of just riding the surface, right? It's time to get below the surface, dig just a little bit deeper and see things a little bit deeper. And last week I started a two-part message. This is week two of a two-part message on vision and what God is calling this church specifically to do. If you missed last week, that's fine. Go back and listen to it on our podcast or YouTube, uh, we'd love for you to do that. But this week, I'm going to continue that because last week we talked about where we're going, right? Some some long-term goals, what the next five years we believe are going to look like, the path that we're trying to run down. And um, I just want to, I just want this week to be about what can you and I do in order to do what God's asked us to do. How many of us would say in the room by raising your hands, how many of you would say, I'd love to be a part of something bigger than myself by the time my life is over, right? Yeah, all over the room. I, my guess is at home, uh, you raised your hand. If not, you should. Um, in Florence, hands were up. Like the reality is, is everybody I talk to, there's not a single person I talk to that goes, I don't want to accomplish anything. I don't want to come see. All I want to do is sit at home and play video games and stream them the whole time. That's all I want to do, right? Nobody says that because everybody, every person on the planet wants to accomplish something that is bigger than themselves. And let me tell you, you can't do that by yourself. It's impossible to do it by yourself. It's impossible for it to happen by yourself. In fact, there's a, did you y'all know this phrase, right? This this phrase FOMO. Y'all know what I'm talking Y'all know it's better when we talk back. FOMO. Y'all know what I'm talking about? The fear. Some of y'all are like, you cussing right now? <laughs> no, it's the fear of what? Missing out. Y'all, I looked that thing up this week, and I was like, that's just a catchphrase. Y'all, that is a psychological thing now. Like, it is a real thing. Because, and here's why. Here's what it all boils down to. Watch this. Is everybody wants to be a part of something awesome. And there, we've created platforms. They believe social media has excel, accelerated this thing because we've created platforms to where now we can make something small look like something massive. And now we look at everybody else's highlights and go, their life is picture perfect. FOMO, I'm missing out. I should be in Cancun every other week. Praise God. Lord, if that is your will for my life. <laughs> Never been to Cancun, but I'll take it. 
right? Fear of missing, I'm missing out because I'm not doing what they're doing. I'm missing out because of this. And we live this life to where it's never enough. And it, what it all boils down to, if you read the psychology behind it and the thoughts behind it and all that stuff, is this. We all want to accomplish something great. But none of us know how to do it by ourselves. Because we can't do it by ourselves. It's not meant to be done by ourselves. That's why we have this phrase at Radiate Church. We don't do life alone. We do life together. When you struggle, we're together. When you celebrate, we're together. When you're sick, we're together. When you're healthy, we're together. We're together in life groups. We're together on Sundays. We're together whenever we're apart. When the bigger we grow, the smaller we get, we're always together. Why? Because that's the kingdom of God. That's the family of God. We all want to be a part of something bigger. And the Apostle Paul, is, is he writes a ton of the New Testament, and he's got these letters to these churches. It's called First and Second Corinthians and Ephesians and Colossians and all these letters in a book called Romans. And he's writing these letters to these churches and to these believers in these areas. And he constantly talks about and discusses this idea that we all want to do something bigger, but we cannot do it apart from each other. And so he's got this thought in his mind that he's learned from Jesus as he's chasing the kingdom and he spent time with Jesus himself and he's got this thought that if I can just get around other people and I can be in this thing uh, together with someone, then we can accomplish more together than we ever could apart. And I don't know about you, but that still seems like it would hold true today, right? I can lift more weight if I've got somebody helping me lift it, Amen. That's why a lot of times when people are breaking down on the inside and they end up coming to me or one of our care coaches or somebody in the prayer corner in the back or reach out online and they just need somebody, here's what they consistently say, I have nobody else to talk to. Nobody understands. Here's why. Here's what they're saying. I'm carrying a weight by myself that I need someone to grab a handle and carry with me. Or I'm trying to do this thing, and I'm trying to make it happen, but I need somebody else to act like they care enough to help me make it happen. In other words, I want to be a part of something great, but I need somebody else in order to get there. And we would all probably say at some point in our life, I've been there. I've been in that place. I've been in that moment. I've been where it is. And the Apostle Paul is talking about it over and over and over and over again in the New Testament. And he talks about it in different ways. I want to look at Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 8 today. Because the way the Apostle Paul breaks it down in such a clear manner in Romans chapter 12 just makes it so easy for me. Y'all, I I know I get up here and sometimes I use big words and things, but I'm a very simple person. That's why I use illustrations all the time. I learn by seeing more than hearing. And like the way he breaks it down, even I can get it. You should feel very encouraged today. (laughs) Romans chapter 12 in 4 through 8, he says it like this. He says, for just as we have many members... So many pieces in one body, and all the members do not have the same function. Can we stop for a second? All the members do not have the same function. Okay? So last week, for the past week and a half, I had this terrible sinus infection with 
medicine all over the place, and y'all, my ears, I couldn't hear. And, and this ear was worse than this ear. And when I say I couldn't hear, I know I exaggerate a lot. Like, I know. I know me. I get it. But I mean, like, literally you could have yelled in this ear, and I probably would not have heard it out of this ear. It was crazy. And it was weird. But here's the thing. I couldn't hear, but I could see. I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't hear what my wife was cooking for dinner, but I could eat it. Why am I bringing that up? Because the ear didn't, didn't keep me from tasting. Why? Two different functions. A lot of us get really mad that we can't hold the microphone and do what somebody else is asked to do when that wasn't your function. How, yeah, thank you. How we get mad because I'm not the leader of that team when that's not your function. I'm not the one with this talent, and I'm not the one. You know what I've always wanted to do? I've always wanted to do this, and it's for no reason other than I want to serenade my wife. I want to be able to sit at a piano. and no, it, Pastor Chris tells me he can teach me. He ain't ever had a student like this. I'm just letting you know. He said, I can teach anybody. You ain't messing with me, Bubba. My function is not a worship leader. Why do we have different functions, though? Let's keep reading. I'm glad you asked. Verse 5. So we, who are many, are one body where? In Christ. Hold up. We are not gathered together in this central location by politics. So, the unifying factor of believers is not a vaccine or not. You mean to tell me the unifying member of believers in Jesus is not about a denomination? You got to be kidding me. No, it says, we who are many spread out across the globe. Paul is not talking about the American church. Be careful, don't read the Bible in the context of the American church. It wasn't even written in America. <laughs> or in English. So we better understand, we better read it in the right context. He was talking about the global big C church. The church that is all over the nation, all over the world. The church that hides from its government in underground churches in China. See, when he talks about you should take joy in your trials, he's talking to the Ukrainian Christians who are meeting with Russians dodging missiles. Not whether or not we have to have a passport or a vaccine card to get on a plane. Somebody help me today. The unifying factor is not whether the pastor wears Jordans or dress shoes. I got both. Praise the Lord. It's about one thing. Christ and him crucified and him rose again, raised again on the third day. 
for the salvation and the freedom of my life to now be restored and reconciled back to his heart so that there's relationship 24 hours a day. It says, all of us that are many, quit getting hung up on things that don't unify us. Because the one thing that unifies us is in Christ. And it says, in individually members of one another. So we're all a part of the same thing. Right? Then it says, that since we have gifts that differ. Okay. We're going back to this. We don't function together. We don't have the same function. We have gifts that differ. What? According to the grace given to us. Can I tell you? Most people's reels, R-E-E-L, is not real, R-E-A-L. It took them 50 times slapping their kid in the back of the head to get them to do that. You just happened to get frustrated after the second time and quit. Come on. The reality is when I get jealous of the grace that's on their life, I can never walk in the grace that's on mine. We're getting somewhere. So I have to say that this is something I'm learning. I'm 20 years in ministry, 10 years as a lead pastor, and I'm just now coming to a place to where I go, I'm not graced. I used, y'all, let me back up. I think I'm a pretty smart guy. I think I'm pretty charismatic. I think I'm like a good leader. I think I can do things well. I can do a lot of things well. And so I used to think I should be able to lead teenagers and kids and adults and churches and business and this and that. Y'all, the grace of kids ministry is off my life so hard, it ain't even funny. My wife is great at it. She's got that grace. I had to come to a place to where I know what my gift is. And I have to walk in my grace, not yours. Because when I walk in your grace... And not my grace, I've crossed your finish line, and it's not the finish line I was asked to cross. And so now I have a holy discontent on the inside that is frustrating me because I'm achieving things that were never meant for me. I have to understand we can function differently under grace. And watch this. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to each of us. Watch this. That was fast. I'm going to rap one day. Each of us is to exercise them accordingly. So he's saying you have a gift. It's different from everybody else's. You have a grace that is different from everybody else's, and you are, not, you are now to sit back on the gift that God's given you and do nothing with it. We have to exercise it. You know what exercise does? Makes you very sore and uncomfortable. But on the other side, it makes you very healthy. And you can lift more weight. See, some of us are begging for a capacity to do bigger things, but we won't stretch the capacity we're currently at. He says, exercise what I've given you. This is hitting some people today. He says, exercise, stretch it, make it make you sore. Let it make you uncomfortable. You don't like that? That's fine. Use the ability I've given you to make a difference. Exercise it accordingly. According to what? The grace on your life. And every season brings a new grace. I believe the next season of Radiate Church, I've got to have a new grace on my life to lead it. I can't operate. I, I have this phrase. I've got to keep moving because I'm, I'm hanging out now. 
I have this phrase in leadership, what got you here won't get you there. What you did to get to 250 in a church won't get you to 500. Radiate Church is over 700 a week right now, but what got us there won't get us to 1,000. You follow me? I'm just telling you, it's just like this. I got three kids by the blessing of God, by the grace of God. I have three amazing kids. I can't parent three the same way I did one. I don't know how to parent any of them, to be quite honest with you. I'm figuring it out. But we're trying. He says, operate in the gift according to, Accordingly, if prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith. Verse 7, if service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching. Verse 8, or he who exhorts in his exhortation. He who gives uh, with liberality or generosity. He who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. I hear this question a lot. I get this question all the time, and it's a serious question. It's a legitimate question. We all ask this question throughout our entire lives because seasons shift, and it's this. What is God's will for my life? Maybe it's in general. Maybe it's in the season. Maybe it's in this moment. I'm going to give you one phrase that will always help you figure out what God's will for your life is right now because maybe you're in here. Maybe you're watching. Maybe you're sitting in Florence. Maybe you're sitting next to Justin and Amber, and you're like, what's my will for my life? Maybe you're sitting in here next to a family member. What's my will or God's will for my life? Like, what am I supposed to do? Here it is. You ready? God's will uh, for us is to God's will is for us to do God's work. That's it. Okay? Now, here's the reality. It can look different depending on your gifting. What is God's work for you? Well, for Pastor Chris, he can play a guitar, he can sing, he can play piano, he can lead the music, he can create music, he sets up click tracks and drums and snanamas. He does so much stuff I can't even pronounce. He knows how to do lights and camera and action and woo, all that stuff. That's not my gift. And so God's work for me in that season is not that. Why? That's not my grace. That's not my gift. What's your gift? What's your grace? That's where God's work is to be done. He wants to, well, all I know how to do is administrative work. Then you do it to the glory of God in your workplace and figure out how to do it to help the church expand the kingdom. That's what it is. That, like, it's that easy. God's will is God's work. Watch this. I got to hurry up. I got to hurry up. I have a 10-year-old son. He likes Legos. I'm not a Legos fan. There's multiple reasons, but one of the reasons is I do not have the patience to put every single little piece on top of another little piece for hours on end and then get to the end and go, it! I missed that one. He'll take it apart and put it all back together again. And he's smiling. If I did that, I'd throw it against the wall and leave it there. And I'm not, I know, listen, I know me, I exaggerate. I'm not exaggerating right now. I don't operate that way. He can get up there for hours and, like, we'll throw biscuits at him just to make sure he's eating. You'll get in this room for hours and just, like, put Legos together. And when we go to buy him Lego sets, right, he looks at the picture on the box, and he goes, that would be a cool product to have in my room. Why? Because here's what he knows. What's on the outside is an indicator of the pieces that are on the inside. 
So I can get and open the box, and it's got an instruction booklet. Thank God for instructions. And it'll tell you piece by piece what to do. And I can do all that, but if I never get the pieces out of the bag, it doesn't matter, right? And so what we have to learn to do is that you and I are the pieces, and God has the picture. And we get to be a part of the bigger picture by being an available piece. But when we decide that this is us and we go, you know what? I went to church one time, and that preacher didn't preach the way that I like. And nobody talked to me, and everybody hates me, and I went and ate some worms. And I'm hurt, and I don't want to be a part of this thing. And I don't know what God's got for my life. And since I don't know what God's got for my life, and nobody can tell me what God's got for my life, you know what? All you little people that love Jesus sit over here. I love Jesus at home. And I'll love Jesus the way I want to love Jesus. And I'll make his truth fit my truth. And I'll do what I need to do. You know, I don't, and maybe it's not even that extreme. Maybe it's just like, I don't want to do anything. You know how many people have told me in the past, they're like, before I came to Radiate, I just wanted to go to church, show up, check something off, and go back home and eat my fried chicken. And I'm not saying you're a bad person. if you do. I'm not even saying you don't love Jesus if you do that. But when we go, I don't want to be a part of the peace, then Jesus, now, now God goes, you know what? I had this great picture, but I got to shift a little bit. It's not that it catches him off guard. It's that we have decided because we have something called free will, and he's not going to make you be a part of something. And we get to decide, and when we decide, no, 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 I don't want to be a part of that, then he goes, okay, well, i got to find another piece to fit that hole because I have a vision for the kingdom of God and the earth, and I have a vision for the Little C Church called Radiate Church in Columbia, South Carolina, and in Florence, South Carolina. I have a vision for the Big C Church in China and in Ukraine and in Africa. I have a vision for what it looks like, and if you won't be a part of it, then you're the kind of person that hurts. Why? Because, and hear me, I'm not, I'm not condemning anything, but sometimes these things fall off the table. When my son does this and it falls off the table and I had to get up and get some water at 2 a.m. And I step on it. Christian cuss words happen. I said they're Christian. But whenever I go, you know what? God, I'll be the peace. I don't have it together. And some of us, watch this. I'm going to hit this and then i got to move on. Some of us, this is what our life looks like, though. It's disorganized, disjointed, it's a mess. God, I, I know what I did in my past. I know who I was. I know what I did in my marriage. I know what I did in my life. I, I, I know what, like, the mistakes I made last week, God. God, you, you saw me here, and you saw me there, and you saw everything, and God, this is my life, and until I get my life together, I can't be a part of what you're doing, and God's going, I don't need you to get your life together. I need you to let me get your life together. I need you to bring every broken piece, every individual piece, every part that don't make sense, every part that hurts, every part that's frustrating, every part that's fr uh, 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 anger, every part that you still struggle with, every part you're reminded of, every guilt that you carry, every shame that you carry, every time you go show up and there's five people staring you in the face from the things that you used to do, I need you to just let me get those pieces and let me put those pieces back together. I don't need you to be the finished product. I need you to be an available product so that I can put everything back together.
And he's looking at us. Watch this. And he's saying, I just want to know, will you be a part of the journey? Because we all, there's not a person breathing on this planet that does not have purpose or gift or ability or grace. And God's not going, I only want you on the journey if you're put together. He's going, I want you on the journey if you're available. That's it. That's the only prerequisite. And for some of you today, I had three points, but I'm not going to hit them. For some of us today, we can't operate in the gift of our present because we're still held hostage by our past. And I just need somebody in the room to hear this. You need to let it go because there's a grace on your life and there's a gift in your life that God wants to use to reach more people that I'll never see and my staff will never see, but you will, and you can impact their life in a way like never before. And God's saying, quit reminding me of things that I've already forgiven. You need to let it go and move forward. We all have an invitation from the Father to be a part of what he's doing. And now I want to invite you as a pastor of this church to be a part of what he's doing here. And I understand some of you are like, this is my first time here. I get it. Just hear me out. Some of you, you've been coming for years. And I want, you, I want to say to you, let's do this together. I don't want to do this thing alone. Last week, we talked about vision. And I want you to know that today, no matter what, what I just talked about, we all still have a pl- part to play in the vision of God no matter what. But I want to ask you if you would consider being a part of what God's doing here at this church. See, we talked last week about a five-year plan, four vision lanes and all the goals and, and on top of it. But today, I want to tell you what our immediate focuses are. And then I want to tell you how you can help us expand the kingdom of God in a way like never before. The first, we have immediate focuses. We have big vision goals. We have some immediate focuses that we focus on. Number one, I just need you to know this. I don't think I've ever said this from the stage. Staffing is always an immediate focus because as things grow, you have to staff to the growth. Watch this. You ever been to a restaurant where they're understaffed? Some of y'all like this morning. Watch. Dude, you wait longer than you want to wait. You eat food you don't want to eat. And you deal with attitudes you didn't ask for. And it's not always their fault. It's just the stress of the moment because the growth and the demand is not caught up by the staffing. I don't want it to be that way here at Ready 8 Church. I'm always trying to staff to the level that we need to be at. I'm always trying to catch it up. So that's always a focus, number one. Number two, here's an immediate focus for us. Watch this. We got a campus right now in Florence, South Carolina that is in phase two of a four-phase launch. Phase two of four-phase launch, right? This is crazy. They've been launched in phase two for around eight weeks, give or take a week or two, and they have been growing in eight weeks. Their eight-week growth is 12% right now. They're growing 12% in Florence. And last Sunday, they started at around 24 people. Last Sunday, they had 50 people in the room uh, in, in Florence. Now watch this. What is phase two? That don't mean anything to me. Here's what phase four. Phase four is a full launch. Live everything, message piped in, right? Phase three is live worship once a month and and everything else piped in. Watch this. 
Phase two, they stream everything. In this service at 10 o'clock, they stream everything in. And Justin and Amber, the campus directors there, get up and tell them things. They're sitting there going, yeah, we know how this works. That's phase two. So when everything is streamed in live to a room and they do their, their thing and they're worshiping hard and they're going after God, they're still growing and they've doubled in eight weeks but 12% average growth. Come on, somebody. That's incredible. And watch this. It's not just that. People are giving their lives to Jesus. You got kids showing up talking about memory verses, knowing God. You got, you got people asking to be a part. You got people wanting to get baptized. Like, it is amazing what is happening there in just this short time. We got to launch this thing, and I want to launch it in the fall of this year if we can. That's an immediate focus. We're, that's, that's, I'm just telling you, 2022, that's where we're going. After that's launched, guess what? We're going to work on campus number three. That's what we're going to do. We're not stopping. But we want, that's, that, that, is, that is an immediate Focus. Here's another immediate focus. 10 o'clock and 11.30, you guys are in it. You see it. Radiate Kids is busting out of the seams right now. They have four classrooms here in Columbia. Florence is busting out of the seams in their, their building, but we'll fix that when we launch. I got an immediate focus right here at this building. Y'all, they're meeting in hallways. They're splitting classrooms with curtains. They're doing everything. But watch this. Your kid never goes without the gospel ever goes without the gospel. That will not ever happen. And they will never go without fun. They will have fun doing it. If your kid has been in Radiate Kids, you probably know that by now. My son, this is just a personal story for me. You've told me many. This is just for me. My son came up to me last Saturday night. I was sitting in the recliner. I have a routine on Saturday nights. I sit in my recliner. I, I have background noise on. I'm looking over my notes. I'm playing with them off and on. And I'm just kind of starting to relax and focus on today. That's all I'm trying to focus on on Saturdays. He came up to me, my three-year-old, and he began telling me, Dad, Dad, Dad. And I was like, what, buddy? What you got? And he told me his Bible verse by heart. Psalms, I think it was 63-7. I probably got it wrong. And he told me the verse, and he told me the chapter, and he told me the verse, and he told me all that stuff. And he said, I know my Bible verse. And I was like, good job, buddy. Watch this. Last night, he's laying in the bed uh, with my wife. They had TV on right before he went to bed. Uh, we put him to bed. He's laying in the bed. I'm um, packing up because I'm leaving to go to a conference this week. And um, I hear him as I'm getting all my stuff together. He's scratching Megan's back. And he, and he starts singing. And I'm listening to what he's singing. He's singing their worship songs from Radiate Kids. But watch this. Worship songs were not playing. TV was on. So he wasn't cued by a song. He wasn't following them. He was memorizing. He was singing from the memory of worship. That's my son. Y'all got stories like that too, right? I'm just bragging on my kid. Watch. That's what happens back there. I got to create more room. Because here's the reality. I'll have four services, five services, six services. It don't matter. We will never create. I will always create empty seats for people to fill up. But watch this. we got to create more room back there. I need more square footage. So I've got engineers and architects over the past few weeks come in and look at the back of this building. How can I build two more classrooms off the back back there for a good price? That's an immediate focus. i got to pay. i got to pay whatever they are asking me to pay so I can create more room. Why? Because kids is a priority. Jesus is a priority. You're a priority. And we will always have room for everybody. And i got to do that. That's our two most immediate focuses right now. How can you be a part? Let me tell you this, and then I'm going to tell you how you can be a part of it. 
Radiate Kids attendance is 21% of total attendance here at Radiate Church. National average is 15%. You guys sure do love your spouse. And I love you for it. I love it. So how can you be a part of it? There's three ways. I'd love it if you'd write these down and pray over it. Number one, spiritually. Spiritually. I want you to, I want you to be with us spiritually. Join us in the fight spiritually. What does that mean? Pray for us. Pray with us. Take those vision cards and pray over them and declare this is what's going to happen. Hey, whoever you're inviting at Radiate, uh, to Easter at Radiate or whatever, can I, can I ask you, write their names on that wall that's on the back back here. Write their names back there because I pray over that wall about every day. Our staff prays over that wall. Our coaches, our team members pray over that wall. Write their name. It doesn't have to be a last name. Just write their name right there. And when they come, we had somebody tell us they've been praying for somebody and they got to circle their name this past week because they came to Radiate and they're like, like holy cow. Write their names back there. We want to pray over that. So pray with us that God would give us direction, the vision, the ability to do all the things he's asked us to do. Declare them with us. And I just want to ask you, lean in and engage in what God's doing here. Lean into his voice. Lean into what he's saying. Lean into his word. Lean in and worship hard. Because worship sets the atmosphere for God's visitation. Spiritually, physically. I want to ask you to consider showing up and serving. Showing up and serving. Showing up means like, I want to see your beautiful face in these seats. Like, for real. I love you. Like, y'all don't know. I know some of you are like, you've never met me. I love you. It's impossible for me to meet and know at 700 plus people personally, and I'm never going to try to do that. But the reality is, I love you. I pray for you all the time. You may not know this, but before you ever sit in those chairs, I have personally touched every single chair every week and prayed for God's Holy Spirit to enter that chair and impact your life this week. Every week. I want you to show up, and I want you to serve, man. Sign up for Engage today. Learn what we're about. What, what teams can you serve and be a part of? I just love, my, my, one of my mentors, and uh, he passed away last year, had this phrase, leave, I want to leave empty. In other words, everything God gave me, every ability God gave me, I want to leave here on this earth. And when I get to heaven, I want to look at God and say, I got nothing left. Let's do that. Let's serve Let's serve. Sign up. And hey, we're breaking the system for you. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Engage is how we teach others about the vision, values, and mission of Radiate Church and how you can get involved in it. It's usually a two-week process, and you go through it uh, at 8.30, two weeks. We're breaking the system for you. If you sign up today, we're going to do both weeks next Sunday so that we can get you in involved on a team and on a rotation for Easter Sunday coming up this week. We're breaking that for you. We want you to sign up. Just swing by the Connect Center and say, I want to be a part of Engage next week. Physically, invite others. Bring other people. Let God, let them experience what God's doing here. So there's spiritually, there's physically, right? And then there's financially. I know some of you are like, I ain't listening now. Romans 12 says, generosity is a gift. It's an opportunity to be a part. For some of us, like, I, I, I need some of us to go, I'm going to try this tithe thing. Because I've never tried it. 10% of everything I bring in. And I get, can I just say this? I get how it's intimidating. 
I promise you I get how it's intimidating. But I, got, I want to I invite you to do something. If it's something you're a little skeptical about, can I ask you this? We do something called 90-Day Tithe Challenge. It's the next step. And here's what it is. We just ask you to tithe 10% over the next 90 days. And if Malachi chapter 3, what God says happens in Malachi chapter 3, I protect what I have, provide what I need, and open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing you can't contain. If those don't happen, I'll write you a check and give you every dime you gave over those 90 days back. Because I trust God that much. I know what tithing has done in my life. And it says in Malachi 3, what's it say? Tithe is to keep the storehouse open and available to all who need it. This is the storehouse. The local church is the storehouse. I want to ask you to do that. If you're at a place where you can't do that right now, still sign up for 90 Day Tithe Challenge because we got something that we want to help you get there. We're going to help you get to a place where that is okay. We'll talk more about that in a minute. I also want to tell you about this thing we're starting. We're released, we released it a few weeks ago on Vision Night. It's called Pace Setters. It's a team here at Radiate Church. Here's what Pace Setters is. Pace Setters is a team of people, no matter who you are, I don't care finances, like how much you make, all that stuff doesn't matter to me. Anybody can sign up to be a part of Pace Setters. Here's what Pace Setters is. Pace Setters is people that go, I agree and commit that I will give every year $2,000 above my tithe and offering throughout that year, $166 a month above my 10%. When we decided to do this, I looked at Pastor Travis and I said, put me and my family as the very first members of this team because I tithe to this church and I want to give above and beyond because finances accelerate the vision or decelerate the vision of that God has. And listen, I know some of you are like, $2,000, I can't do that right now. Here's what I want you to do. If you're ready to sign up for this team, take this card. It's on the, in the pocket right in front of you on the chair behind, in the back of the chair in front of you and check, I am ready to become a pay setter. We have people do it at 8.30. We've had 11 families already do it from Vision Night. I want you to jump in and be a part of this thing. Like, I'm telling you, I will I'll commit to give at least $2,000 a year to be a part of accelerating the vision of Radiate Church. Or maybe you're at a place and you're like, I can't do that right now. That's a lot and it's very intimidating. Just check the box that says, I need a little more information. And let us give you some more information, see what it's about, and watch this. If you go financially, that's just too much. I can't do that. Can I ask you to check? I need more information anyway on that, and here's why. We want to help you get to a place to where generosity isn't scary. I want more for you than from you. I want you to be able to go on a nice date with your wife and not stress about the card. I want you to be able to come to church and worship God and not stress about if your car payment's going to get paid. I want to help you create systems and routines in your life that will help you get to a place financially to where it is possible for you to be generous. And, 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 and I want you to do that. So just drop it off. There's a, there's a box that says give here on the way out. Just drop it right in that box. If you check, if you check I'm ready, in the next month or two, you're going to get some information. We're going to meet together. I'm going to give you information about what God's doing and what it looks like with your commitment and how we can accelerate the vision of Radiate Church. If you check, I need more information, somebody's going to get in touch with you over the next week or so, and we're going to help you get the information you need so that we can pass this along. Here's why. Because, man... I am ready to empty hell and fill heaven at every campus and community God's called us to, and it's time to move. It's time to move. Can I pray with you real quick? Are you good with that? Let's pray. Father, we honor you, and we give you all that we have. And God, I thank you that you want more for us than from us. And so, God, I just pray that in this moment, in this day, right now, 
that, God, you'd help us walk out of here, no matter where we are in our journey with you, no matter where we are in our journey with Radiate, online, whatever. God, I just pray that we would walk out of here and know that we have purpose. No matter what card we've checked or not checked, we have purpose. We have purpose. And God, I just pray that right now you'd help us accomplish and walk out the purpose you have for us. God, as a church, thank you. Thank you for letting us come together and be a part of the Lego pieces of a grander picture. And we get to see you do amazing things through this place. And here's what I know, God. It's just beginning. For every person that checks that card, thank you, Father. Lord, we honor you and praise you. In your name we pray. Amen.